give you blessings. We give you the glory that you deserve, Jesus. Can we do that today all over this room? Can we lift up a praise to the Lord? Why don't you put your hands together in praise and adoration of the one who deserves it? One second. Thank sure. You. Sorry. Uh huh. Hey. Hi. Two minutes. Thank you. Hi. Good afternoon. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, Hi, nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Have you ever done one of these interviews over the camera before? No. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the job to get started with. It's not just um, a job, it's sort of probably the most important job. Uh, the title that we have going right now is Director of Operations, but it's really kind of so much more than that. Responsibilities and requirements are, are really quite extensive. Uh, first category for the requirements would be mobility. This job requires that you must be able to work standing up most or really all of the time, uh, constantly on your feet, constantly bending over, constantly exerting yourself, a high level of stamina. Uh, uh, okay. That's a lot. For how many, like, for how many hours? Uh, 135 hours to unlimited hours a week. It's basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm sure you'll have a chance from time to time to maybe just sit down here and there, yeah? Uh, you mean like a break? Yeah. Uh, no, there are no breaks available. Is, is that even legal? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. so like no lunch? You can or... have lunch, but only when the associate is done eating their lunch. Uh... I think that's a little intense. No. no not possible. That's crazy. Now, this position requires excellent negotiation and interpersonal skill. We're really looking for someone that might have a degree in uh, medicine, in finance, and the culinary arts. You must be able to wear several hats. Associate needs constant attention. Sometimes they have to stay up with an associate throughout the night. Being able to work in a chaotic environment, if you, if you had a life, we'd ask you to sort of give that life up. No vacations. In fact, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and holidays, the workload is going to go up, and we demand that with, with a happy disposition. Uh, that's almost cruel. <laughs> that's almost uh, a very, very sick, twisted joke. Sorry, but when there's time to sleep or... Oh, no time to sleep. Yeah, all-encompassing, all almost. That's exactly right. 365 days a year? Yes. No, that's, that's inhumane. That's, that's very insane. The meaningful connections that you make and the, the feeling that you get from really helping your associate are immeasurable. Also, let's cover the salary. The position is going to pay absolutely nothing. Excuse me? No. Nobody's doing that for free. Yeah, pro bono. <laughs> Completely for free. <laughs> no! What if I told you there's someone that actually currently uh, holds this position right now? Billions of people, actually. Who? Moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And they meet every requirement, oh, don't wow. they? Oh my God, moms are the best. Yeah, there's no pay. They're 24 hours. They're always there. Now I'm thinking about my mom. Yeah, and what are you thinking about her? I'm thinking about all those nights and everything. 
Thank you so much for everything you do. I know it doesn't seem like I appreciate all of it, but I definitely do. So, Mom, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I love you very much. You've been there through thick and thin. My mom is just awesome. She's awesome. Now, we want to give honor to where honor is so due with all the moms. Please stand. We honor you today. So grateful for you. Where would any of us be without the love, the support, the prayers, the sacrifice of an awesome mom? You know, we've been in this series on relationships, and we've been trying to find just very clear, powerful, biblical truths that are practical, that just show up in everyday life, friendships, marriage, families, church life. In a way that when we leave here, we could actually apply it and uh, we could say some things that would make you think about it through the week. Did anybody thump your tea glass over this last week? So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can watch last week's video cast, trying to just find ways to make it memorable so that the message is relived in our thinking so that we actually do something with it. A principle of strong relationships is honor. There's no way to be all that we need to be unless honor is a consistent part of the relationship. And I ask that as we go through today, that this very day would be a reminder to us of not just singling out certain times of the year or days of the year to give honor, but it would be an attitude of our heart and that we are doing it all the time. When it comes to honor, it's about giving value. It adds value. Honor makes everything better. Dishonor devalues. It deteriorates. There's just something so good when we ask moms who are everything you just saw on the video to stand. And we give you honor that's healthy, that's good. And it shouldn't be contained in just one day. Honor values. It makes everything better. And so I want us to see this today. The many ways that scripture challenges us. So let's begin in 1 Samuel. Here's what it says. But I, this is God speaking through his prophet, I will honor those who honor me. I know we all need the honor of God. Here's what Exodus says. Exodus 20 says, honor your father and mother. Next passage, Hebrews 13, 4, give honor to marriage. 1 Peter says, let's go to that passage, honor everyone. And then Ezra says, speaking of a faith family, bring honor to the house of the Lord. Everything's better with honor. Your walk with Jesus, your marriage, your family, this church family, it is so much better with honor. What does honor do? Well, imagine if I was holding a basketball, and it was just a normal basketball that I bought off the shelf of the nearest you know, store, uh, be rather ordinary, but if I said to you that this basketball was signed by Kevin Durant, suddenly 
it's uh, perceived to have more value. It's the same basketball, but there's something different because of his signature. Now, for me, I'm a huge KD fan. I loved his speech after he received the Most Valuable Player because it was an entire talk giving honor to everybody around him and ultimately to his mom. So if I had a basketball that Kevin Durant signed, uh, I would single that out. Matter of fact, it, it would be worth so much to me that I would protect it. I would praise it, meaning I would brag that I had a basketball with his signature, and I'd prioritize it. It would not be a ball that we go out in the driveway with and play, you know, no way. It's, it's different. It's set apart. And if you honor, these are just a few of the characteristics that will be happening. Check your relationships, friendships, your marriage, your family, co-workers, relationships within the ministry you're involved in here at the church. Do you prioritize them? Are you affirming in those relationships? Do you live in a way to protect Most every marriage vow somehow echoes the thought of, I will love, honor, and cherish. Honor keeps us cherishing rather than than just thinking we have a possession, but that we have a treasure. Honor makes everything better. Your marriage is better with honor. Your family is better with honor. Schools are better with honor. This church is better if it has a culture of honor. Now imagine a stairway. One is going up and one is going down. The one is going up, it steps to honor because honor elevates. As you go up the steps, you're getting stronger because honor is a principle of strength. The downward stairway, it is the flow of culture, which has lost its ability to honor. The stream of culture is anti-establishment, entitlement, and a culture of criticism. And there's a lot of people on that downward journey. So if you are going to apply the principle of honor, you're going against the grain. You're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to be determined. But it will make everything better. It is worth it. We want strong relationships. And so let's go for it. The enemy of honor is familiarity. Derrick Rose, who plays for the Chicago Bulls, attended the University of Memphis. He was a Memphis Tiger. And while he was playing there, uh, my son Connor got to go to to a practice and got a basketball signed by Derrick Rose. And as he went into the NBA, you know, I was glad we had a basketball signed by Derrick Rose when he was still in college. I'm thinking someday uh, this is just going to be worth more and more and more. And, you know, Connor was just little at the time, and it had been a few months after we had that basketball, and he's outside just playing, and I notice that's the ball that Derrick Rose signed. And his name, you basically couldn't see it anymore. You know, it just became normal. Just became so familiar that we're not as protective, don't prioritize it the way we used to. When we first moved here five years ago, 
My son Ryan was in his senior year, and so from February to May, we went back and forth from Memphis to here, and so our home was the Marriott over by Bass Pro Shop. They were so kind to rent us this suite at the end of a hallway on the second floor, but just outside was the flagpole. And I remember that first night, I hear this dinging sound, and the Oklahoma wind was, was shaking the ropes and the clamps of that flagpole and just hitting against the pole. And all night long, I'm, I'm trying to sleep, but over time, there's no problem. Matter of fact, when I would go back to Memphis and I would go to bed, I would miss the sound. If you grew up by a, tra- a train track, you know what I'm talking about. It just becomes normal. It becomes something you're familiar with. And so we, we lose that awareness. And so today, a principle of strong relationships. Once again, be keenly aware of the importance of honor. If it's diminished, build it back up. If it's kind of moving to a different priority, move it back to where it should be. Corral honor and give honor. It's interesting. Jesus said these words. He said, of his own hometown, there he wasn't honored. And as a result, he couldn't do the same amount of miracles there as he did in other places. It's an intriguing, interesting passage. He says he was a prophet without honor, and so he did some amazing things, but not as many as he could have done, not as many as he did other places, because he wasn't honored there like he was other places, because there he was so every day. They were so familiar with him that it blurred the obvious. Familiarity will blur the obvious. And it can move a friendship that's awesome to being mundane. Your spouse that is a treasure to just being taken for granted. Kids that the Lord has given you that you quit calling out the greatness that is in each one of them. Not only does familiarity blur the obvious, but in the case of Jesus' story, it blocked the supernatural because he didn't do as many miracles. He says he couldn't. The activity of God is necessary in our lives. We need his presence. I need the power of God in my life. I don't need anything blocking his empowerment For me to be who he's created me to be. Same for you. And I want you to see today that honor is a principle for an open runway of your life of which the power of God can land and have its way in you. It could be if you're in a time of confusion or you're just not making the progress you want to make, it could be a lack of honor that's holding everything up. What would happen in this place right here, in your home, in your workplace, if you, if we all just turn honor loose? The pendulum has swung so far to dishonor in this culture that I think the only response 
is to be radical and swing that pendulum with an honor revolution. Like not being an occasional with it, I'm talking getting radical to where it, we, we just go on an honor rampage. To where it's uncensored, abundant, in epic proportions, not slices of honor, where just today we'll slice off some honor and recognize mom, but every day being keenly aware of the blessing of the people that God has put in our lives, and we would express honor, and it would be affirming, it would be encouraging, it would be awesome. Now, some of you are hearing this and you're saying, but you don't know my story. You don't know what the relationships have been like. It's hard for me to show honor because I've been so dishonored. And I pray for you, and I want God to give you special grace to deal with that. But know this, there is a difference between honor and respect. Respect is earned. Honor is simply given. There are times people in government will not be functioning the way you want them to, and they'll be making decisions that you do not agree with, and and it will definitely affect your respect, but it doesn't have to affect our honor for the position. And and that's something we need to teach, and especially in in every relationship. You're going to bounce off of each other. Friends are going to make decisions that could be hurtful and create some issues, and we're going to have to make a determined choice ascend that staircase of honor because that seed of honor that you sow even where there's been dishonor could be the very thing that God uses to change the whole context to where right now there's a harvest of pain if you sow a seed of honor maybe there will come a harvest of connection of reconciliation of forgiveness of alignment of a successful relationship. In each of us, there is this seed of honor. And if we will sow it, we will see amazing things because God has decided to load up the seed of honor with such power that it's amazingly influential. So he he was very clear. He said, I'm going to honor those who honor me. Honor your mother and your father. Honor marriage. Honor everyone. Honor the house, meaning the family of God. Anytime you have a church with different generations, it creates an opportunity for us to show honor. And I would say to young people that are here, and we have so many, and I honor you, and I want a church that affirms our youth, and you do, and I think it's awesome, and youth that will honor their parents and honor the elders. It's just, it's an awesome principle. I grew up in church. I I was blessed to be taken to church as a kid. And we would get involved and do certain ministry along the way. And there were people who, who to me were senior adults. And I look back, they weren't as old as what they looked. It's, you know how, like, as you look, like, everybody just seemed 90 years old when you're a kid. Uh, I know I look that way to a lot of kids here. Uh, So, here, here's the point. They, were, they would come up and just be so encouraging. And as I look back, they were willing to show honor. And it was empowering. Very empowering. We've had such a breakdown in society. 
to where there's such a vacancy in people's lives. It's just a famine of affirmation of people who really believe in one another and will call out the best in each other, will recognize the greatness in each other and be determined to see that greatness realized, to celebrate each other. The Bible says spur one another on to good works. We're encouraging you. Man, go for it. You can do it. You're going to do it. It's a culture. And it's going to be counterculture because now the culture around us, it it is filled with, with such insecurity that the only way I can build myself up is to tear you down. And when we come along believing in each other, encouraging each other, being hopeful for one another, being very affirming of each other. It is an amazing empowerment, and it's a witness to people who've never seen that on a consistent basis. If you really take this word honor and do a word study, it it really is a revolutionary principle because the easy, like, I'm sad to say this, maybe almost the default position is just to dishonor. So if we go counterculture, we go biblical, and we honor, it will be amazing. Let's honor those who are in authority over us. My parents, your parents, a boss, board of directors. Honor those you lead. As parents, we can honor our kids. Honor those beside you. It's honor up. It's honor down. It's honor all around. Let's honor the past. Let's honor the future. Some people are so oriented to the past and the way things used to be. They struggle being excited about new things and new ways and, and giving honor to a new day. Some people are so oriented to the future and new ways that they diminish honor to the past. Let's honor the past and the future. Let's be secure enough in God that we can honor people. And when, when you, in a church context, Garrison, this young man that was leading up here, he's a teenager. Amazingly gifted, using his talent for God, showing up early every Sunday, serves on Wednesdays, just committed to the Lord. I will use him as an example of many people who serve. Come up to him and say, I don't take that for granted. You're awesome, young man. Keep doing that. You you could be singing somewhere else. You, You could be far from this place and far from any energy for God and to use your talent for God and to develop that talent to be at your best for it. Way to go. You're awesome. You're amazing. And I'm proud of you. And I appreciate you. All those babies that were on the platform. Just a, a small number compared to how many are in our nurseries right now. And there are people who could be sitting out here, but they've chosen to serve in the nursery. 
So if you have a baby in the nursery, when you go there today, just say, hey, thanks. I don't want to ever take this for granted. If you go out to eat, your waitress or your waiter, honor them. Honor them if they give you great service. Honor them if they don't. See, your seat of honor doesn't have to connect to how they do. Your seat of honor is that Jesus loves you. Jesus has forgiven you. He's given you new life. You can give somebody a pass if they don't live up to the expectations. And, and, and so honor. Honor. An honor revolution. Because everything is better with honor. You believe it? And I, I could just call some things out. I see my son Ryan sitting by his mom. And... uh Ryan plays the drums, and he does that every Sunday, and I, I know when the alarm goes off, and I know when they get here, and I know what it's like during the week, and I had lunch with a man on Thursday, I believe it was, and he said, that's your son that plays the drums, I said, yes, he said, you know what, I want you to tell him he's not only good, but he's anointed, and, and I, I honor you for that faithfulness, man, I, I, I honor that, when I'm when I'm down here worshiping, I'm like, come on with it. That's awesome. 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 Honor. Just turn it loose. Turn it loose everywhere. We, we can take action on this immediately. Look at your spouse. Look at your kids. Look at your friends and find ways to honor. It doesn't have to be mechanical and certainly not manipulative. It's got to, it, it, see, it's a heart issue, isn't it? Remember we talked last week about the heart? And we have people who now have grown up and they've never seen honor. They've never seen a culture of honor. So let's be the example. Let's be the, the model and release that honor every time you see it, say it. See it and say it. We're awakened to things that may have become so familiar that we're not honoring them as we could or should. So now we're awakened to that. We have a keen sensitivity to the gifts of people that are around us. See it, say it. See it, say it. And your relationships will get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. When I talk about that stairway, I almost think that the descending stairway, it's like an escalator. I have gotten on an escalator. It's been a long time since I've done this, but it was going down. I thought, I'm going to go down. I'm going to turn around and try to come back up, the one that's going down. When it goes down, man, it's just taking you. It's taking you. You don't even have to take a step. It takes you down. Dishonor, it's interesting. You don't have to take steps downward. It'll take you. A critical spirit, it'll just take you. It'll take you to a deep, dark, low place. But if you're going to honor, it's not an escalator. You have to be intentional and take those steps. Take those steps to say, I perceive the value of you. Like that basketball, you're not ordinary, you're extraordinary because the signature of God is on your life. And I honor you. 
and I move in ways to be protective. I look for ways to affirm. I look for ways to prioritize you. That would be the steps, intentional and determined, to express honor. And I want to close with this. If you're sitting here going, man, I can do more of this. I need to do better. I need to do more of this. So I'm going to be determined and intentional. But if you have never shown honor to God by surrendering your life to Him, then it first starts with you and the Lord and then to others. Because without Him, there wouldn't be anybody else to honor. Just do the reasoning. Come, let's just reason together. Where are you with the Lord? Are you honoring God with your life? Ryan and Lindsay and Connor, they know the greatest way to honor their mom, the greatest way to honor me, their dad, is to live their lives for Jesus. Period. That is it. And the greatest way, the greatest way you could honor your mom today is by making sure your life is in a great, strong relationship with Jesus. He'll change your life. If life is complicated and not working, He will help you sort it out. If you're fragile emotionally and things are not going well, God is the foundation that will make life steady, that will make life not just bearable, but actually successful and victorious. This is where you deal with yourself. And he will forever change your life. I want to pray with you right now. Let's close our eyes. If you say, you know what? That, that's right to me. I need to honor God with my life. All I'm going to do here in a moment is ask you to lift your hand. And you're saying to me, hey, pray for me. Because I need to start at that place. I need to honor God with an open heart of surrender to him. If that is you, I want you to know he'll change your life if you'll make that choice. So right now, if you say, Ron, that speaks to me, and I need to make that decision right now. Would you raise your hand? Let me pray for you. You know exactly who you are. Thank you. Now listen, if there is a lack of honor, this is the second challenge. You've already recognized it. I want us also to pray that we'll be intentional and determined and release that honor. An honor revolution. Turn it loose in abundance, extravagant, epic proportions. Turn honor loose. Jesus, we honor you. You paid the ultimate price made the ultimate sacrifice so we reason it out today that first and foremost we should honor you your signature is on our lives every one of us when we understand the cost that you paid it helps us to understand the value you assigned to us so Lord we would find it reasonable then to open our heart to surrender to you and live our whole life with you as Lord and leader. 
those who have never made a decision to accept you as their Savior, may right now they ask you to come into their heart and to forgive their sins. May they believe with their heart and confess with their mouth that you, Jesus Christ, you are Lord. May we all take this principle that is more amazing than we could imagine, the depth of this principle that runs deep. We could swim so deep in the stream of this principle of honor. And I pray that we would give it consideration and then it would be an attitude of our hearts and would show up in our actions and our words. Help us to honor you. Help us to honor our parents, to honor our spouse, to honor our family, to honor everyone. Help us to honor each other within this faith family and those who call this their church. Lord, let us apply this. Find ways to release the honor. Let us honor the past and let us honor the future. Honor where we've been and honor where we're going. Honor the traditions and honor the fact that you do new things in new ways. Help us, Lord, to have that kind of heart. We pray this in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Now, here's what we're going to do. I want every mom, would you stand again? And then alongside that, every lady in the room, would you stand? Every lady. We honor every one of you. Sincerely. Thank you for being you. Thank you for praying. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for the effort. Thank you for doing what you have to do when it's really hard. Seasons of life are tough. Getting up every day. Thank you for pouring yourselves out. Pouring yourselves out in those who will one day take your place. We are who we are. Because of the blessing of God in our life with you. Some of you have a story that's unfolding right now that's not easy. And may God give you comfort. May God give you peace. May God give you an unusual, amazing strength. May you just feel the embrace of God. The love of God. May you somehow know the depth of influence that you're having on all of us. You mark us and this world in a way that no one else can. May God bless you and keep you. And may he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And now would everybody else stand and put your hands together one more time for these awesome ladies. Let's do it. Praise God.
God bless you. Have an awesome rest of the day. You're dismissed.